0: Now! Oh, I, I probably want to put those headphones on, Ira.
1: Yeah! Oh, yeah!
0: <laughs> Howdy, everybody. I'm Robert. And I'm Ira. And this is Wave. Yes, it is. The podcast all
1: about the movies that not everyone likes. Oh, I like that, because the movie we're discussing this week is... Miss Miss Americana. Americana. Which is about Taylor Swift. Yeah. Oh. You know, you and almost missed the intro there, buddy, with I, your headphones. Yeah, I forgot to put my headphones on. Yeah, yeah,
0: I forgot. To put, yeah. <laughs> I guess I could have looked over at you and actually made eye contact for a change. Yeah, and, or uh, I just didn't wear them the whole time. Well,
1: yeah, that's part of the the job. Um, oh, and by the way, our top five this week is, is Cinema Legs. <laughs> Cinema, le- you're looking at me like, yeah. I you did it. Well, I. You finally got I legs was, c- to be a top five. Yeah, cinema, <laughs> legs, in reference, of course, to. Her legs. Her leg. Yeah, yeah, we got it. Oh, I just want to make understood. sure. I, I want to make sure our listeners got that connection. No, I don't think that that fell on deaf ears. That, oh, oh, I think okay. everybody understood. All right. Good. Good.
0: Uh, do you remember what our top five was last
1: week? Ah, there were nanny movies. Nanny. Nanny movies. We got a lot of them.
0: We got many nannies. Yeah,
1: many nannies. Many nannies. Yeah. Not you, many
0: nannies. N- but yeah. Manny manny, manny, manny. manny.
1: Many many manny, nannies. Ma- Let's what share some, shall we? <laughs> Uh, some are repeat. We saw, uh, this show is I'm, starting off just as oh, dumb as any other Oh, we're doing great. Show. No, we're doing great. I'm not f- familiar with Uptown Girls. A lot of people wrote in about the movie. Are yeah. you familiar with yeah, Uptown Girls? Yeah, I remember
0: that. That, was that. Dr. Drew was in that movie. Oh, I like Dr. Drew. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So, Uptown Girls and uh, Uptown Girls. Uh, what's da, that? Da, what do you? Well, that was a song by what's his name? Uptown Girls. Billy Joel. Who's, who's <laughs> See, Billy I knew Joel? that. I knew that. You're fucking with me, but I knew it was Billy Joel. Okay. Others, Adventures in Babysitting, which you already mentioned. But let's get down to the Babysitter. Oh, The King and I. This person mentioned yeah, The a King good one. and I. You the know, King she was I. like a um, a governess, right? Yeah. She was like a governess. That was a really good one. Uh, nanny McPhee. Are you familiar with that movie? Yep I, I know it. I never There's saw a, it. I never saw it either. So yeah, no, that's a why I didn't supernatural nanny. Yeah. Again, Uptown Girls. Here's a really good one that this person. No, said. wait, 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 what, wait, what, wait, what, wait, what, wait. What, what,
0: what? Am I confusing Uptown? Uptown Girls was the Brittany Murphy movie. Oh. Wait, was, was Dr. Drew in that one? I think he might have been in that one. Now i got to do some research. Uh, Go ahead. Oh, Worst
1: Producer Joy. Okay. You also mentioned a scoop. Somebody said The Boy. Are you familiar with The Boy? No. I'm not. I am not. A, I know About a Boy. Remember right. About a Boy. And this is a boy. And uh, Karina Karina. Yeah, I remember uh, that one. Right. And while you're looking up... Uh, I think I did see Uptown. that one, but I just
0: don't remember anything about it. Mm,
1: yeah. And while you're looking up Uptown Girls, I want to mention... His number one, Mm -hmm. Private Lessons. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I like that film. When a sexy French maid becomes a teenager's living nanny, every young man's dreams come to life.
0: Now, how come that wasn't on your list? Yeah,
1: should have been, should have been, should have been. Should have been, would have been, could have been. There you go. And the answer is? I I
0: was not thinking of of Uptown Girls. I was confusing it.
1: Now, am I going to have to put this in the correction corner next week? I, I think so. <laughs> uh,
0: it was not Uptown Girls. It was hold on, let me pull it up. Let me pull it up. No, New York Minute. That's what I was thinking of. New oh, York, New York Minute was yeah. the uh, the Olsen twins. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. That I knew. Yeah. Okay, so
0: <laughs> you knew no, New I York knew Minute, that. but you didn't know yeah.
1: Uptown Girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause right. you, are you ready for this? Because yeah. uh, Eugene Levy is in New York Minute. Yeah. Mm, see? Yeah. yeah. See. Yeah. See. All right. How about that? I, love movies. Nicely. I love, movies. You love movies. I love movies. I love movies. Who else knew that Eugene Levy The coronavirus in here? is really getting cheap. Yeah, I know. It's I we'll talk about that. We'll talk about <sighs> yeah. that. All right. All right. So, uh that's our some of our feedback from our listeners of last week mm-hmm. and hey, Robert.
0: Yeah, I'm fine. I don't am not the blue- set. No, I'm not set at all.
1: What's going but on? Do you like the How are, are your shoes? Oh, they fit? They do? Yeah. And, and you don't have the blues? Mm-mm. Well, I'm going to tell you some news. You
0: know Yesterday, I went to San Diego, and uh, I wanted to see a bunch of animals, but then I came back to Los Angeles, and I was like, well, I could just see animals here, and I couldn't choose between the zoos.
1: Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next week. (laughs) I'm just trying to help you out with some other rhymes, man. I think, got the blues, it's time for the news. That
0: makes no sense.
1: Yeah, like what we're doing makes sense? (laughs) And this rhyme needs to change. I'll work on it. Work on it. Let's invite our listeners to submit jingles. for all three listeners, maybe they can. Don't forget, tour in Ethiopia. (laughs) Tour (laughs) in Ethiopia. Hey, a couple things I want to share with you. Yeah. I got got three little points here I want to share. Number one, I was watching Impractical Jokers on true TV, Mm -hmm. the TV show, not the movie, Mm -hmm. once again, and I was laughing hysterically. So once again, that just confirms our point here that they were so likable and fucking funny mm-hmm. in this wonderful reality show as opposed to that miserable feature film that they made. The guys that's are hysterical. I don't think so either. But it was, it was just blah, bland, forgettable, Right, forgettable, Definitely forgettable. not miserable, and that, that's forgettable. Kind of that's our sad... new criteria. That's our
0: meter. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's really kind of the, the saddest attack is that it wasn't
1: bad. It was forgettable. And that's, that's about the most uh, disappointing statement you can make. Yeah, I think. I mean, it's almost it's like hey, all
0: this effort and work and time and, you, you know, the stuff you put in yeah. this movie.
1: Yeah. It had no effect yeah. on me. Yeah. But I just wanted to tell I was watching it and I was just loving it and smiling with these goofy guys. I mean,
0: Plan 9 from Outer Space yeah. is remembered.
1: Yes. Do you know what I mean? Here's an interesting argument. I was just reading this somewhere. It was Plan 9. Can you make the argument that Plan 9 of Outer Space is a bad movie? I don't know if you can say it's a bad movie because we're talking about it, and it's memorable. Well, we're mem- ah. it's
0: memorable because of how bad it is. I
1: know, I know, I know. You know there's a colorized version of it. <laughs> no. Yes, and it's on Amazon Prime. Somebody was saying this on, online, that's and great. I'm going to go out of my way to watch that. They colorized, of all the movies to colorize so Plan funny. 9 from Outer Space. Who would think of doing that? Uh, Ed Wood. Yeah, yeah. Ed well, Wood he, would he, think of doing dead, that. But it's something he would have done. Yeah. But it's, um, you're right, that's just a bad movie. So bad that it's entertaining. Right. All right. As opposed to our boys with uh, impractical jokers. I got a question for you. Yeah. Uh, we recently discussed um, uh, Saint Francis. We did. That was last week. Why is it called that? The boy's name. Like g- his girls. name. The girl's name. Girl's is Francis, right? Okay. Yeah, I think so. Saint. Saint. What's that about? What does that title mean? I wonder. If that's a good question. Thank you. I think about these things at three in the morning while you're at home. We don't know what you're doing. I'm thinking about you thinking about stuff. Oh, I'm going. What's Ira thinking about right now? Is it called, Saint Francis? it maybe like there's a, a religious. It has connection? a religious, like it's a, a cross. You're associating that with, with. I don't know enough friend. about the actual Saint Francis to really find the connection. Yeah, how weird putting the word Saint in front of the kid's name, Saint Francis. Uh, the yeah. kid wasn't a saint. He was precocious. No, no, no. Right. The, the kid was a girl. Oh, They're yeah, both girls. Yeah. two girls. Yeah, yeah. keep saying. Why well, say kid? Oh, she. So the, okay. The, she was precocious. She, she was, but she wasn't but the,
0: the kid. Was not Francis. The kid. Who was Francis? In the now we gotta look it up. Wait. Was Francis? Are
1: you saying Francis was the?
0: Was the the the, the nanny? Right. Am i misremembering that.
1: If then I'm wrong. Can <laughs> you can you please call up the okay. cast?
0: No. And
1: Did some. Now wait a minute. Yes, our actress played okay. what?
0: The nanny was the writer slash actress Kelly O'Sullivan. Her character's name was Bridget. Right. Okay. Right. But I'm looking
1: down the list here. There is no Fran- no one. Was There's named no Francis. Francis. I assumed the the girl's name was. There's no Francis. Then why was it called Saint Francis? Uh, I don't know. Hmm. Just thought I'd bring that up. That's a good question. Thank you. Thank you. Was there a scene in it that we no, missed? No. Wait, with a crucifix. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Did she go to St. Francis School? That's no, a really good no, question. Why is you. it called St. Francis? Yeah,
1: yeah. Hmm. We might want to ask the executive producer. Yeah. Yeah. I'll find out. Yeah. yeah. I'm on it. Yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll remind you next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, if we're so, even here next week. What do you mean? Where are we going to be? I, we may be dead. Because of uh, just old age. <laughs> Actually, you're bringing up something right now, and it's a wonderful segue into my point number three Mm -hmm. under the umbrella of In the News, and it's this. The movie title we couldn't think of last week was uh, It Comes at Night. Right. We saw that movie together, and we liked it a lot, and we did our podcast uh, discussing it, and it launched into a fascinating discussion about the apocalypse, what's to happen, and that was a private conversation we had outside of this, but we should have had it on...
0: on the, I think that was... You and I were just talking about... I thought
1: Eric was with us. Wasn't he with us? And I thought we talked about that. Am I oh, wrong? Oh, no, no.
0: We did talk about it on this podcast. Yes, yes. But you and I recently talked about it again. Yes. Off the air. Yes.
1: So let's just refresh everybody okay, what the why, conversation was. Why don't you do that? Okay.
0: So the conversation was... When we watched... What was the name of the movie? We it, never, it Comes at it Night. It Comes at Night, which right. I think we even said when we reviewed it's not a good title because it's Agreed. totally forgettable. It's forgettable.
1: Look how we had trouble thinking of it also last week. Yeah, right. we had trouble thinking of it. But, it but comes, the movie was good. We both enjoyed the movie. It was a great movie. movie. And Joel Edgerton. Yes. I like him. Yes. As an actor. I do too. He's an actor. He's done neat stuff. Yeah. And also as a director, he directed this film. Yeah. So he's he also did another... I'm off on a tangent. The Gift. Are you familiar with the movie? Yeah. The Gift? Yeah. Have we ever spoken about The Gift? I don't think so. I like it's a The Gift. It's, that's a nifty film. It is. And he wrote and directed that as well. I didn't realize. Yes. No, it's based
0: on a short story. Yeah, yeah.
1: But yeah, I like that movie. Okay, good. Go ahead.
0: Okay, so the conversation that we had, and you're right, um, Eric Swelstead was a guest for that episode. Right. But the conversation we had was whether or not in an apocalyptic situation, people would be nice to each other or whether they would
1: go crazy. That's right. and Will humanity turn on itself, right? or will they work together for the common good? Right. And there I made the case yes. that
0: I think people will work together for the common good.
1: And we thought you were naive. Yeah. We thought you were naive, but we understand that they tend to go the other way. In movies, it's more cinematic. It's more fun right. in a movie. Right, right. right.
0: And I'm going to make the case. Yes, yes. Go I'm, for it. I'm going to make the case that I was right.
1: Here's why. The coronavirus. The coronavirus B so far. So far.
0: But, okay, there is a run on food, for example, right? I mean, b- what we see in the media, what's being shown to us are people who are fighting over – I mean, there, there's like story after story of people beating each other up over toilet paper. Um, but first of all, the, the one example they keep pointing out to us is an Australian – it's not even in America, it's in another continent, and it's this Australian fight that was happening – Um, There, I'm sure, have been fights in America over stuff too, but for the most part, people are getting along just fine. And I think there's a difference between the way the media portrays reality versus what is reality. They're trying, they have different agendas. We're trying to get by and we're trying to cooperate and get along with everybody, whereas the media is trying to sell newspapers and trying to get people to watch. So of course they're going to show us the extremes. They're going to be showing us, look, we can't even handle this thing. We have to fight with each other. People fight with each other all the time oh, at at supermarkets. I mean, every Thanksgiving, uh, the media rolls out another uh, you know montage of people who are fighting over uh, Black Friday sales and trying to kill each other over a television. It happens That's right. all the time. That's we right. act like this is something new, but it's not. It right. happens, and it just happens when you go to Walmart. I mean, there's be, you bump into me, I bump into you, and all of a sudden you got a fight going on. So that that stuff just happens. But people are trying to attribute it to the, the pandemic. We're all going crazy. We're not. I mean, people are still going to work. People are still doing what they're supposed to do. And we're trying to figure out ways to to get through it. Now, you told me something I know, today. I know. Go and ahead. I'll, uh, mention Go ahead. what you told me today.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm a creature of habit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like patterns and yeah, I don't like do. change. I don't like change. I have been going to the same diner slash coffee shop for breakfast every day for the last seven or eight years.
0: Yeah, but we should mention the only reason why you go to that shop. Oh,
1: because I don't cook? No, it's because the shop you went to before closed down. Closed down. Yeah, yeah. And otherwise I'd be going, going, going there. that one. Right. That was the one where I had a tuna fish sandwich every day for seven years. Right, right. And right. You were, you were, you went there? Oh, I went there for like 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. So they closed down. I thought That's it was the so end of my life. Perfect. So then I found this little coffee shop. It's actually a bakery pie place. They turned into a cafe. And I decided I got to find me a new place. So I started going to Four and Twenty Pies in Studio City. Now, with what we heard about the governor shutting down all restaurants and places of gathering, and I was at Wits End last night. I didn't know what to do. I thought, because out you of don't the cook. Because I don't cook. I've never gone into my kitchen. I haven't opened up my refrigerator, but you i you know wait hold on there's... i have to i have to <gasps> comment on this. people who are listening might think
0: that this is a bit or a joke no i I mean it's like you know it's what I think of sometimes is I think like the movie heat, you know like where uh, where Robert De Niro's character just never got around to buying furniture. It's that way, but kitchen-wise. Yes. It's like yes. you might
1: own pots
0: and pans, yeah, and but I, I do I used them. I never ever.
1: bought pots and pans. They were my mom's, and they're in, store. they're in the cupboards. They're in the cupboards, having never been touched. In my refrigerator, I have two Snicker bars and ice, and I think, oh, I know, I bought a Popsicle because I had some gum surgery. So that I could like suck on a popsicle. for When a day. was the gum surgery? That no, was uh, four years ago, <laughs> and so the popsicle has been sitting there. Is it spoiled? Wait, will popsicle spoil?
0: I don't know. <laughs> Does not matter? It's probably just frostbitten. It probably wouldn't taste very good. So it, this is no joke. Like you, it is no joke. To say you don't cook is no, an understatement. No,
1: no I mean no, I don't.
0: Have no. you have you ever cooked a meal?
1: No, no. Wait. You don't hear that, do you? What? Okay. No. Yeah, it's going into my ears because my hearing aids. Okay, you, <laughs> sorry. You got a phone call. Yeah, it was. All right. So you don't cook food. Have you ever cooked a
0: meal? No. No. Spaghetti. Well, no. Wait, wait,
1: wait, wait, wait. Okay. With my dad, we barbecued outside. <laughs> no. Seriously, I was 11 years old, and my dad said, "Here, son, hold this." He was always giving me things and to that's hold. As close as well, you got. I was not. Cooking, but I was like an assistant, mm. and that's the closest I've ever come to cooking.
0: My mom's dad used to try to help wash the car, and uh, my grandpa would give her a quarter to to go away, <laughs> and he'd be like, "I'll give you a quarter to
1: to go do something else." Are you suggesting that my dad didn't like having me around? Uh, <laughs> maybe. All right. So now, so with the with the proclamation that was announced by the governor, I was quite anxious last night. Going, oh, what am I going to do for breakfast? What am I going to do for my meals? So I went to my favorite cafe, and I, I still by, by rote the car went there automatically. <laughs> I thought, why am I going here? It's shut down. I pulled in the parking lot because I had to like go inside. It was a, yeah. it was like it was like it was like Let's I, just find something out what was happens. spiritual yeah. Yeah. was calling me to yeah. this place. And I went in. They saw me pull in my car. I, I walked in there, and they had my cup of coffee at my table waiting for me. Wow. Here's the deal. They said that they will be open from, from 9 in the morning until 3 o'clock, not for the evenings. I'm on my own. They said, Ira, you're on your own for dinner. We can't take care of you at night. But in the daytime, you can have breakfast. But you're not supposed to eat it here. We'll do it to go, takeout, And then we'll let you sit in the covered patio in that room over there. And you can sit there and eat your breakfast. I said, you're doing this for me? They said, Ira, you've been coming here every day at least once a day, if not twice a day. For so many years, we're here for you. And there's your example. Yeah. There's your example that supports your argument. That's what
0: I'm talking about, buddy. That
1: it's a coming together, and it did feel very community-like. And I got emotional. I got emotional eating my bacon, sipping my coffee that they're doing this not just for me to play fair. Mm -hmm. There were other people straggling in and they were also doing takeout, giving them food to go, food to go. But with me, they allowed me to eat there even though they weren't supposed to, but I was still there. They put it in a styrofoam box, so it was takeout, but I ate it there in the restaurant. I got emotional. I finished my food. I wanted to hug them, but you're not supposed to hug.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, can I hug you? Yeah. Coronavirus yeah. or not? Yeah, uh, okay. and No, this
1: does support your claim. It, I
0: really, I think that's the case. Yeah. I, you will have some bad apples. And I think I said that when we talked about the movie. You will have people who are going to m- misbehave. Right. This is probably as close an example of, of an apocalypse as we're going to see. Probably so, yes. Yeah. Right? I yeah. mean, you have businesses that are being shuttered. I mean, Los Angeles, New York, and I think... I think Chicago have all been closed down for restaurants, nightclubs, things like that. That's pretty crazy. It is crazy. And yet, you don't see pandemonium in the streets. People are trying to figure out, well, how am I going to get by financially? Everybody understands that there is going to be a future after this. We've just got to figure out, how do I survive for the next few months? Right.
1: I'm also hearing stories from friends that people in the markets, in lines, are particularly nice to each other. Atypically, typically not like before, but because of what's going on, they're a little bit more friendly and cordial and smile at each other because
0: there's a shared sense of we're all going through right, this. Right. Right. And, you know, the, uh, you, you see, I don't know, I just feel like everything that's, that's coming out, all the news, all the media, it's just amplifying this. I mean, we're even doing it now. We're talking about it, Yeah. you know, and I, I guess. It's, it's, it's um, impossible not to talk about. It's impacted our lives. And I said this today to, to my, my boss, you know I said, we have to face it that this is going to be a pivotal moment in American history um, and world history. Right. You know Global. This, this is history in the making. Uh, my students, I have younger students, they will remember this for the rest of their lives and the impact that it's had on us. And also, you know, I, I, in much the same way, that September 11th impacted Mm -hmm. us, Mm -hmm. right? That that was a pivotal moment, right? And there was pre-September 11th and post-September 11th, and there will be pre-corona and post-corona. I mean, that's how we're going to be talking about this. And I think what's interesting, you know, I was saying to my boss, like we were trying to figure out how do we have a lot of online classes and things like that. I said, this is a skill that we're showing younger people how to do and how to do well. And a lot of the Parents don't know how to get online to do a lot of this video chat and and conferencing and things like that. I said, this will change the way business is being done. Mm. There will be new new standards that are set that will that will fall in line
1: for really We're going through a paradigm shift. Yes, that's parad- that's what it is because yeah.
0: Like it or not, now some businesses will return back. I mean, restaurants, you can't do that online, right? Right. right? No,
1: brick-and-mortar stores will continue to be brick-and-mortar stores afterwards. But more and more people are turning digital, and this is now forcing us to have to turn digital.
0: And there will be a need for things that we still need to come together in a community, but this will shape stuff, and we have to figure out what needs to be shaped in what ways more and more people will start to work from home. That's that's just going to be a reality. Right. And that's going to change commercial space. That's going to change where people live. That's going to change a lot of things. Real estate will be affected by this. We don't think about that right now, but it will be affected Right. because you're going to have less commercial space available or less commercial space needed. So a lot of these things are going to start to change. Companies are going to change the way that they're operating. You know, I, I, I was listening to another podcast and they made a really good point. They said, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of companies like Google that are telling people, don't come in unless you're absolutely necessary, you know. And it's kind of a good way to figure out who's who's vital to the company. It's like, hey, Jerry didn't show it's up. It's very
1: funny. I mean, deep down, we all like to feel like we're indispensable. Yeah. We all like to feel like we're indispensable. But that statement, yeah, only come in if we really need you.
0: It's kind of uh, proof positive that some people are not necessary to keep a business afloat and other people – you know, some people are needed, some others aren't. At any rate, I don't know. It's, it's an interesting time. It is. So it, it triggered
1: that thought. and Again, that was from the film. Look how we always forget. I have to look at my... Yeah, it comes at night. It's yeah. interesting. And we have trouble. It's a great movie, by the way. I want to ask the listeners to check out that film. It's you, a smart, intelligent movie.
0: You and I have talked about the coronavirus before. I want to ask you, do, have your viewpoints changed about it given our current situation? Do you feel still feel like it's being overblown?
1: Yes. I, I think there's an overreaction, to,
0: yeah, I think there's an overreaction. And how do you think history will th- will think about this moment? Do you feel like that will be the consensus? Oh, that's a wonderful
1: question. Hmm. I wonder it depends on how good the PR spin is. Yeah, it depends on how good the PR spin is because I think the powers that be will suggest that we did the right thing. We had no other choice. Mm-hmm. It had to be done globally. But there'll be a lot of people who will uh, question that—that that it was an overreaction. I—I I don't know. That's a great question. Ten years from now, how will it be regarded? Mm-hmm. Did we overreact or not? Hmm. But you think you think it'll go down that? Yes, there was an overreaction. I think it
0: will go down as an overreaction. But when you're, because the virus isn't as bad as what people are making it out to be. But if if it really was the kind of virus, I think, I think we've been so inundated with these kinds of films. I mean, one of my favorite films is contagion. I mean, Soderbergh, it was masterful and it, it does the same thing that what we're talking about. Like what we think coronavirus is, is that that kind of disease. The problem is coronavirus just isn't that deadly. You it's, know, it's not, not a
1: killer unless you're old, frail and have respiratory issues, right? That's it. But for healthy people like you or I, well, I'm, at least I have two out of three going. Um, if we were to get it, and I hope it doesn't happen, if we did, we'd be sick for four days, lay in bed, drink Gatorade, and you'll get over it and you'll be fine.
0: Just like the Isn't flu. Isn't
1: that true? Yeah, like the flu. So then what's all the big deal?
0: Well, I I think there's some mystery about it. People don't know. Right, right. Uh, we, we don't know exactly how easily it's transferred and whether we, we have it. There aren't tests that are readily available. Uh, We don't have a vaccine for it, stuff like that. There's a lot of. But it's not a killer. It's not a. Right. uh, And I think that's the part where we're overreacting. Right. Is that we think it's a killer. Now, if it it wasn't, if it was a killer, if if it's it's as bad as people's imaginations let it be, then Then I just say we're doing the right thing. Right. Right. And I also want to say notice how the whole country kind of moved. Like we're making quick decisions. You know, and and this, again, is reminiscent to me of September 11th. Mm -hmm. The decision, people focus so much on on certain aspects, but there are, uh, of like even September 11th. But there are things that we're forgetting that happened on September 11th, which are truly, they're just mind-boggling. Like, the FAA brought down all of the planes. I know, I know, I know. And you think about that, that they'd never had any sort of protocol before about that. They just said, we're doing it now. Everything comes down right now. Everything stops they just stopped the whole and there's thousands of planes and they just said everybody come down at the nearest airport right now and they did and people end up in Kansas and they're going oh, I, it may be days before I'm out of here and then people show up to the airport and go come home with me you know I know I don't know you but we've got an extra You know room. about that
1: and that musical do you know about that musical no, that was musical? all about that where the the one plane landed in Canada I think near Nova Scotia, mm-hmm. and they were so warm. The townspeople they welcomed them into their homes, and there's a Broadway musical about it. I don't think that's just
0: Canada that it happens. It I mean, happened all over. all over.
1: It was a universal. Uh, How can uh, I help? Inclusiveness, and that's just what pulling I'm saying. People in. Right, that's right.
0: exactly what I'm talking about. In in an, in a time of desperation, people will be nice. People will share. People understand. That this is what we're all
1: collectively well, it's going, going for. that way now. So far, now it might be premature. It might be premature because this but is just see, the tip. But I think at also at this point in time, it seems like you're right. Part of what's adding to the panic
0: about everything is that I, I've said this before. I think there is a a pressure between Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to live in a monumental moment. People want to be part of oh, it's happening and I'm part of it. Like they, right. they want that. They desire that. And that almost feeds into the whole panic. You know, I went on Instagram and i just, just kind of scumming through my feed and I noticed that almost everyone was talking about how they're handling the coronavirus and everything. And I'm, I'm going, it's because you want this to be a thing. And I don't know. I'm not, I'm not trying to say that it isn't. It, it clearly is a thing, but... I think that's adding to the panic. I, I think agree. that's adding to the hysteria. Social
1: media is making us much more me, 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 me oriented, much, much more I oriented. I, I, and that's yes, but I think it's
0: I, I agree, but I also think there's a community there. I think what it is is it's making it more event oriented. I think it's it's but, trying but to you're be part, part
1: of, of the event, right? And this is how I'm coping. But
0: it's almost a sense of identity. Mm-hmm. It's here's uh, here's who I am in this event, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and. I'm just as guilty as anybody else. You know, you you post, I think the last, okay. So the last two pictures I have were, uh, my wife and my daughter going to a wedding. That's an event. I posted a video from a concert I went to. That's an event. Right. And this too is my, my cat died. I posted a picture. Yeah, That's an event. Right. And it's all this event stuff that's happening. And even if it's just, here's what I had for lunch. That's your event. It's like your diary almost. Right. And I think that's transforming how we think. Instead of being in the moment and just experiencing what happens like a free form, we're starting to think about events and global events. And I I don't know. I think that's there's something there about how this is transforming
1: the way that we approach stuff. Right. Is that healthy? I don't know. It, is. it and, just is. And here comes the frightening part that it is going down a rabbit hole and there's no turning back. Yeah. It just, right. It just is. Right. It, that's right. what I mean. We can't right. go back. It, there's right.
0: there's no sense in lamenting what's lost. Right. It's just what's going on. Yeah. Yeah.
1: One last thing before we get off Corona. And I know we've spent well, a lot l- of time yeah, talking about let's it. Let's talk about the theaters yeah, also. Theaters, that, that's, yeah. Look how it's impacting the, uh, the industry. Yeah. So what's the deal? They're all shut down? Yeah. They're all shut down. Are for, they all? For, I think, well, no, I'm talking about what California.
0: Are they shut down?
1: Aren't they? I we should know what we're talking about yeah, if I we're doing this podcast. So, yeah. I think we have a social point, obligation here. Um, is it just L.A.? Well, let me look that. Okay, up. Okay, you do that, please. Yeah, I know it's Los Angeles. At first, they cut it down to no more than you know, 30 or 50 people in the auditorium. But then, with but what are they, they actually open last night? They're,
0: they're closed now.
1: In L.A., yes, all gatherings, all gatherings in movie theaters. L.A. cinemas clubs? closed. There you wow, I I go. Didn't realize that. Yep. Yeah. How about that? Now look how Say that's Say goodbye impacted. to
0: movie theaters. Wow, I did not hear that. How about that?
1: Huh. Well, I Over- guess we're watching so, a streaming movie this week. Well, for, that's what I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So how does that make you feel? If this is something that
0: will come back. It's going to hurt a lot of these theater chains, but it's there is a there's a sense of community there. I mean, you can't replicate that even in Netflix. Like, when you go see a comedy and you laugh because the person next to you is laughing, you you just don't necessarily get that at home when you're watching. I know. It's contagious. It's contagious.
1: Yeah. It's contagious. Whether a movie's frightening or comedic, whatever the emotion, it's contagious.
0: That that may not be the best word to use. Yeah, you're
1: right. It's an infection. It's an infection.
0: <laughs> well, I think I've said this story before on this <gasps> podcast, but one of my greatest movie-going experiences ever was what? You're no, not, I go ahead. Go ahead. Independence Day. Did I ever tell you about this? Yeah, I want to hear it again though. So, in when Independence Day first came out, um, you know, I was excited for it. I was like, was in high school or something like that, and I was really geared up. And it was when the aliens started attacking and. I just totally fell for it. The stupid uh, scene with the dog where I don't know if you remember, but everything's blowing up and everybody's running away from this giant ray beam from the sky of the 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 you know the UFO. And it's blowing up all of Los Angeles and there's a whole family that's trying to run away down a, a tunnel from this explosion that's happening. It's eating up all these cars and everybody's dying. And there's the family dog that's running behind them and they all find this little like janitor closet or something and uh, they all run in there and then it's, the dog, come on, Skippy, Skippy, come on, come on, come on! And the dog is running and running. And as the explosion is happening, it's like slow motion. The dog jumps <laughs> in right at the you know the critical moment. And they slam the door shut and they're safe. And when that scene was happening, I was just so into the movie-going experience. It was opening day. I was very excited. And there was I was sitting next to a stranger, and the theater was packed. It was sold out. And literally, this guy and I were both like screaming and. I wound up kind of like clutching him almost, and when it was over, we both kind of were grabbing each other, and we were <laughs> like, oh, and we both kind of laughed of like, that was weird. <laughs> like, I ended up touching the stranger over that scene, and it made it so much more enjoyable. I could You don't get that when you stream. Well, you're leaving
1: home. out an important part. You swap phone numbers. You became an item. You had well, sex that night. Yeah, yeah.
0: But I, I don't think that's
1: you – know, I told – I don't know if I've ever mentioned this to you, but years ago I was in a movie theater. I forgot the movie, but there was um, like three rows in front of me. There was, I make a generalization here that African-Americans tend to be more demonstrative. Is <laughs> yes. that a fair thing to say? Do you agree with that? That was me? the Is classiest a, racism I've ever heard. Was <laughs> it was but they're, they're more expressive in a communal atmosphere. They are, okay. and I think that's fair to say. Am I being wildly inappropriate right now? <laughs> Why Not start inappropriate, inappropriate to this podcast. <laughs> You're falling right. In line. And there was a scary moment. And the guy in front of me, he's like five rows in front, and something. And he turned and he looked at me. And said, "Did you see that?" And my rep, well, yeah, I saw it. I'm watching the same movie as you are. <laughs> and I pointed the screen. and said, "Well, yeah, I'm seeing the same thing as you are. But I love the way. I love the way he turned. He said, Did you? Did you see that?" I went, "Yeah, I did." Sometimes you just need yes, that community. yes, yeah. Forgive my racist little element there, but I don't think it was. I don't think it was. I'll always remember that. Do you see that? Yeah, I'm watching the same movie as you. Yeah, I saw Did it. Did
0: you assume his race? How do you know he was African-American?
1: Darn it. I'm censoring <laughs> myself. Right now, you actually got me to censor myself. Has that ever happened?
0: Not in the history of this show. All
1: right, let's yeah, talk about what movies we saw this week. No, yes, and I believe we have, want to kick it off with somebody who's our sponsor for let's this segment. Let's quick Robert, spot. kick it off.
0: Uh, this next segment is brought to you by AVgearguy.com. dot com. dot com has over thirty years in the business of transferring all sorts of media. He transfers negatives, uh, film negatives, slides. Uh, cinema films like uh, 60 millimeter, 8 millimeter, and he t- puts
1: it all into a digital format for you. He's got lots and lots. He does every medium possible. He's got state-of-the-art equipment. He's, a, you know, I want to say something about him because I got to know. We both got to know him quite well. He's so detail-oriented, right? And even, and this is a compliment, even a little bit compulsive, and I like that quality to make sure that it's done, it's done right, everything is properly labeled. As you and our listeners know, I had I had 101 of my Kodak Carousel slides all scanned. And I've been thrilled and it's thousands opened up slides. thousands and thousands of uh, 14,000 slides and it's given me a treasure that I would not have normally seen for the rest of my life because I've got my carousel projector, the slide projector, but the bulb burned out so I wouldn't have access to seeing these visual images. I've been given a gift. Right. This guy is real reasonably priced. Uh, he's more inexpensive than Costco. Yeah. He's thorough. He's detailed. And
0: if you type in anti-wave when you, uh, when you set up with them, then you get 5% off. So go, go check him out on Facebook. Go connect to avgearguy.com. That's avgearguy.com. I read, got it.
1: Good. What would you see this week? Ah, you're saying for it's time for mm-hmm. some are old, some are new. We now present the we can review. Now, you like that one more. I do. Than, okay. Yeah, I can say. All right. I'm going to go first.
0: Yeah. See, that one makes sense. What? Some of them are old. Some of them are new. We now present the Week in Review, yeah. But what th-
1: doesn't make sense about, hey, you got the blues, we got the news. No, that doesn't make sense.
0: <laughs> Did you get some new shoes? <laughs> I have Did a you few. pay your league dues?
1: <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> hey, I have Are a you few one f- of the mini or are you one of the few's? No, now you're pushing okay. it. Now, that's as bad as my, yeah. Shoes, blues. okay. Um, once again, I had it on the background. I thought about you because you spoke about this film a few weeks ago, uh, McMillions. I can't get It's streaming on HBO, and it's a documentary all about the shady stuff when, when I'm at McDonald's or a Monopoly game. And again, the bottom line is that all the people were related in one way or another, the winners, the winners. Right. But and remember I even said to you a few weeks ago, it's almost like it was a mockumentary, but it's not. It's not. That guy is so hokey and cornballish. He's like cheeseballish, you know, the FBI, the FBI guy. Yeah. And these are real people and in they a are way characters. They're characters and we're kind of laughing at them. Sort of. Yeah, kind of sort of. It was a fascinating documentary in multiple parts, right? It's right. like in 6 or 8 parts or something. So I had that on while I was watching it. Once again. You I, had it on while you were watching it? Well, no, well, while I, I was hope doing so. other things. Oh, okay. And then I looked up and I would watch it. Robert, I watched the last seven minutes of oceans 11 the remake and again we spoke about this before but there is something that just affects me watching them in front of the was it the Bellagio mm-hmm. with the and the way I know we've talked about the order in which they leave the scene and the last one there was Carl Reiner is the old man mm-hmm. and just watching it, and it's time to go they did what they needed to do the music the wonderful cinematography done by your boy yeah your boy I'm sure he did he get cinematographer credit on that? I don't know. He directed no, it. I don't, I, Knowing I, him, he was probably looking behind the lens as oh, well. Oh, he was. Yeah. He, I, yeah. Peter and,
0: Andrews is his cinematography oh, name. Looking, yeah. oh, he so he, he uses doesn't credit alias. himself.
1: I just love the music, the emotional wow that it all comes together for me at the end. I find that a very now, affecting ending. I think
0: ending. I might have mentioned this too. you. You know about that scene, how it was directed, right? Say it again. So what he did is he had everyone line up there and look at the, the Bellagio fountains. And then... He told them leave when you're ready. God, I love that. And so I think the first one to leave is Brad Pitt. Yeah. And Brad is he's out and he leaves. And then everyone else just instinctively leaves when th- they feel it's right. And uh Matt Damon is the second to last to go. He stays with Carl Reiner. And it's kind of interesting because it's kind of like the oldest member of the group and the the newest, youngest yeah, member of yeah, yeah. the group too. And I, I really like that symmetry, but that just, it just worked out. I that love that way. form of
1: directing instead of in the script. Then Brad Pitt leaves after a moment. So and so leaves two seconds uh-huh. later. It's time for so and so to leave. Instead, the director, the, the the note is leave when you feel like it, yeah. when it feels right just to you, right. When it and wonderful, character. intelligent directing that is. And you know what? It's on the screen. You can feel that yeah. that leave when you feel like it. I just, I get very emotional with the last few minutes of that. I just do. And they exchange
0: a look, mm. and they're just gone. Mm.
1: You know, I think one of the most intelligent
0: pieces of advice or, or I guess descriptions I've ever heard was uh, I saw Matthew Modine at a screening of Full Metal Jacket, and he was talking about working with Kubrick, and I think I might have mentioned this to you before, but Kubrick, he, he described working with Kubrick. He said, when you... He's, he said, Mudin says acting is like playing an instrument, right? Like you play the oboe or the cello or whatever it is that you play. And when you get in front of a good director, you should know how to play your instrument. And the director's job is to tell you, I need that a little louder, need a little bit more intense. But you're expected to know how to play your instrument. Mm. And if you don't know how to play your instrument, you have no business being in a professional situation like that. You need to go learn how to play your instrument more. And it's a great metaphor. It's a wonderful metaphor. And I think this is a really good example of that kind of direction, which is I'm expecting each one of you to know how to play your instrument. And I, I'm expecting for you to know how to play off of each other. And I'm going to sit back here and just watch what you I do. It. And it better be good. Do you know it. what I mean? Of course like, I do. Of course, uh, that's, a that's,
1: that's a great analogy. That's a great yeah. analogy, by the way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and Soderbergh knows how to direct. Mm-hmm. I mean, he... He has some hits, he has some misses. Yeah, and I'll say. Uh, and <laughs> Sorry. I I like his misses because <laughs> I know you he's do. experimenting yeah, yeah. and he's trying something. Some of it works, some of it doesn't, but he's I just can't stand the paint by numbers formula. That's what drives me up a wall. And I would I would take Soderbergh's shitty films any day of the week over just the schlock. That's just, it's got nothing to it. Right, right. Even though we watched some of that for this podcast, some, some of it can be fun, right? Some of it is more enjoyable, but just the run of the mill, like I've seen this a million times, I know exactly how it's gonna end. I don't know, there's just, there's not much there.
1: Again, I know we've said this a lot, but look at his breadth of, of of his work, his body of work. Mm-hmm. And I I always have to be reminded that he directed Aaron Brockovich. These succe- and Traffic in tra- the same year. And Traffic in the same year. They competed against each other yes. for best film. Yeah, yeah. And it's and crazy. the remake of Ocean's Eleven. And it's just these these really successful, wonderful movies. And then he tries the experimental stuff too. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And I know was it High Flying Bird? Wasn't it the one That's that the one. that you did not like? That's the one. But he's got twenty five others that I know. You know, yeah. And I'm sure there'll be another one that comes yeah. out next year.
1: Yeah, and I'm gonna fight yeah. to have it on this. Nah, podcast. I'm sure again. you will. Maybe I'll be sick that day from <laughs> maybe, maybe the coronavirus got to the me. The
0: mat wasn't awful. That was interesting. There was some good stuff going on. There. Agreed. I mean, I don't think that's his best right. film. But there was some interesting elements there. really
1: was. Elements Remember there. Meryl Streep at the end? Yeah. where she's That monologue? And then she actually becomes Meryl Streep at the very, very end. Right. As she takes off her makeup, her costume, and she's no longer the character, but he's her, she's herself.
0: Name another that movie was,
1: that does that. That was so fucking ballsy, and it worked. Uh, taking a risk like that could be either really great or horrible. It could crash. You know what I mean? Yeah. Trying that and could be. But you this worked. I think worked. this one, it
0: worked, it worked for us, but I can understand where someone else would watch this and say it didn't That's
1: work. true. That's true, like, what the fuck? But he's taking risks, that's my whole point. Yep, agreed, agreed. He's trying something. I saw the remake of Fly to the Phoenix. Did you see it? I love. it. I did it. too. I love. I, Robert. I love that you're saying that right now. By the way, Robert and I do not discuss this prior, as you can tell from <laughs> my outburst, my emotional. Why has that movie, Robert? Why noticed. has that movie been I panned? Don't know. And I went after I watched. I said, this is a fucking good movie. And so is the original. The, the original's wonderful. They're both The original's great. wonderful. But I, I saw the remake and I read the the reviews of the remake and people said, well, it's just like the original. If you saw the original, don't bother seeing this one. But what was it? It was so well done. The cinematography, the stunts, the action. Dennis Quaid was really, really strong in this movie. It had an emotional ending. It was a great payoff. We had that aha moment, shall I do a spoiler alert, Well, that weird guy who designs airplanes was really for toy model airplanes, not the real deal, just like in the original film. So I knew that beat was coming. I don't care. I was hooked. I love this movie. Robert. I love in the span
0: of of two minutes, I went from shitting on these kind of films (laughs) to (laughs) now praising them.
1: What's the deal with that movie? I don't know. It's it's really satisfying. There, it delivered it, and it's more. It's an easy watch. Yes,
0: that's, you know some of these. So many films feel like homework. I keep going back to the English Patient, and I keep yeah. using that as my my standard go to film. Like what feels like homework. And this movie is not the English Patient. It's it's got a plane crash like the English Patient, but that's yeah, about, you're right. You're right. That's about where it ends. Yeah, and this just feels like. No problem. You can watch actively. You can have it on in the background or anywhere in between, and you're going to be satisfied with this. And
1: what I did, it started at the beginning. It was showing on broadcast TV, and I thought, all right, I'll watch the first 12 minutes and see how it compares to the original. I didn't want to stop watching. I was hooked. I thought, I'm on board for this journey. Yeah, I'm on board for this journey. It's a good one. It was really a good movie. I love the fact that you loved it as much as I do. Can
0: I praise you for just a minute? Please. Not only am I glad that you watched it, but I'm also really glad that you— You're obviously familiar with the original, and you didn't shit on the new version just because the original is sacrosanct. Do
1: you know what I mean? Like what so many critics have done. Yeah. That's why they shit on the remake. It's just like the original. A lot of
0: times the remakes are bad, but I mean, the Ocean's Eleven remake is actually
1: better than the original. Agreed. The original Ocean's Eleven was not a great movie. It's not good. It's got a great shot at the end. Oh, yeah. After the cremation, where they're walking down the street street, and Sammy Davis Jr. sings Ocean's Eleven and the camera pans back and that's your end line. That's a great shot. And the fact it's the Rat Pack. The fact it's the Rat Pack. It's the novelty of that. But you're right. That's a good example where the remake Ocean's Eleven was much, much better than the original. Yeah. Um, now can we say that with this movie Fly the Phoenix the the original still I don't know the original was really the
0: original has that same kind of easy quality to it too yes I mean if I was gonna if I was gonna sit down with a younger person who hates uh, you know old films oh this is an old film that that would be a great movie that would I would sit them and say here's an older film that still holds up today Cool Hand Luke Psycho you know here's some a handful of films that were made uh, you know what is it, 50
1: years ago now? Yep, yep, yep. And they still hold up yep. well. how about that? Mm-hmm. I'm so glad that you like the uh, the remake of Flight of the Phoenix. Yeah. All right, one more. I hope I'm not talking too much, but I got to throw it out to Go you. Go for it. Hunters, mm-hmm. let's talk about this. It's um, it's streaming on Amazon Prime, and it's all about it, – it's. Based kind of loosely on fact that it takes place in the 70s and they're hunting the Nazis who gassed the Jews. Mm -hmm. So you've got this ragtag team led by Al Pacino Mm. and the move it's 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 I'm drawn into it. I'm watching it every night. I should say it's a mini series. I forgot how many episodes are were made, but it's it's a ballsy it's a ballsy show. And the cinematography is edgy and does provocative things. It's over the top. It's being criticized by a lot of people for this reason. That purists um, in the, the Jewish community and also not necessarily the Jewish community are saying, "But it didn't happen that way." They're showing how um, uh, Jewish people, with yes, it. they they gas, Nazis, and people are saying, "Well, they, that never happened. That never happened. Mm. They never killed." And the theme of this show, Hunters, is um, is revenge. And then an article I read in the Jewish Journal said, that's wrong. It shouldn't be about revenge. It should be about justice. And there's a difference between. Them. Isn't that interesting? Mm. So it's being criticized. But at the same time, it's really over the top. It's ballsy. The first, the first five minutes of episode one will just blow you away. That it's so gutsy that it took a lot of chances. At any rate.
0: I've uh, heard a lot about it.
1: As, as you know, I haven't seen very much. I,
0: why? Uh, I've been super busy. With what? A lot. Um but so my my week in review is not going to it's going to be basically what I said last week. I watched one episode of Better Call Saul this week and yeah, then I watched yeah. our movie for today yeah. and that was it. Yeah. 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 Um by the way uh, I I'll jump into my week in review real fast. I had to watch uh this movie today, The Miss Americana. Yeah. And literally I finished it uh the last few seconds I was putting on my my dress shirt and my putting on my shoes and stuff to go out the door so as soon as the credits started rolling I walked out the door to go to work and then you came to work so uh it it has been incredibly tight in terms of time wow timed it down to the minute and uh haven't had a chance to watch very much um but I did watch Better Call Saul and I don't know that that show is so fantastic You love it, and we've already talked about it I know I'm repeating myself but man that show is good yeah
1: I need to see that. I think I'd like it. I I think I'd like it. I do want to say one last beat about Hunters, and that that was Al Pacino. And you know what? We've been kind of making fun of Al Pacino lately, saying he's getting a little goofy. Mm -hmm. He's really good in this. He plays an old Jew. And and by the way, the show's been criticized for that. They should have had a Jewish person playing this ringleader of this motley ragtag team. Are they
0: assuming his religion?
1: I'm just being annoying. I know. That's very funny. Yes. Well, what do you mean you know? Well, no. I mean, yeah. Are they assuming his religion? Wait. Who's who's they? The Whoever criti- is the criticizing. The criticizing him. Yeah. Well, we don't think he's Jewish. How do you know? Al Pacino? How do you know? You're fucking with me. Do you know his religion? I'm assuming he's a good Catholic ah. boy. A good Catholic boy? Probably not. <laughs> well, Hunters. I'll okay. check that out.
0: Yeah. Good. Ira, yes. You want to talk Im- about Miss Americana? Robert, talk us through it. All right. Miss Americana centers on Taylor Swift. If that name sounds unfamiliar to you, you have not been listening to any new pop music in the past ten, fifteen years. Taylor Swift's uh, rise from basically obscure, uh, you know, uh, country music star into a household name, and really the last probably twenty, thirty minutes centers on her. Uh, kind of current transition in from being someone who is non-political, never mentioning anything about politics, into kind of her political beliefs and her influence on her fan base, and trying to get them to take more of a political stance. Is that a fair That's thing to very say? That's a nice job. Yeah, wow, that was
1: eloquent. No, seriously, that, that just rolled out of you. Didn't Thanks, it? man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What'd you think about what about the way you just presented it? Yeah, or, what'd you, you think the about movie? the way I talked about or about the movie? Taylor? Taylor. Hmm? Uh, Taylor's what'd yeah. you think about the movie? Let's start there. Let me ask you a question. Okay. This we, Robert and I usually alternate and pitch the movies, suggest the movies. And when I mentioned this one, I wasn't too sure if I should She's not liked. And I'm really curious about that. About I want to talk she's about not liked? about why she's not liked. And I, when I pitched it to you, you said, "Sure, let's do it," which kind of surprised me. And it's like and and I was wondering about why is that? And I have a few theories that her music initially I think there's a lot of bubblegum type music and it was about her breakup with the boyfriends. Mm-hmm. And and she could be like... People said she could be annoying. Um, and I, you know what? I see that. Robert, I'm off on a tangent. I'm not talking about the movie right now. I'm talking about her. Go, go, She go. belongs in this small club, a group of people, other actresses I can name, Gwyneth Paltrow, mm-hmm. and, and also Anne Hathaway, and Taylor Swift. And these three could have been president of the high school drama club who no one liked. Can you appreciate that? I can. You and think
0: they're divisive?
1: There's, there's just something where they're not being. There's, there's not just divisive, but there's a. They're being fake. They're being phony, and there's a wall there. Mm. And I just feel that way about Anne Hathaway, and especially Gwyneth. Gwyneth Paltrow fits in that category. I get you. And I, th- I think that uh, Taylor Swift is in there too. And I'm curious about her, her ethos, and how we regard her and her reputation. Um, they're Well, they're alienating ahead. They're divisive, right? I mean, people love them or hate them Yeah, yeah I mean, okay, so let's get to the movie itself Let what me ask you, you. Me? Yeah. I'm going to go first? Yeah I thought it was good oh. But not great I felt the same I just way. thought it was, yeah You know, I really liked the, the biopic on another actress on Lady Gaga And I don't know if you saw that but I, I was about two years ago, I did not see I it I liked it a lot, and maybe it's because I like Lady Gaga more than I like than I like Taylor Swift. I don't know. I just felt mm. well one of the things that i I like about
0: um about this is I got to know her better, and I felt like it did, did a you real by the way?
1: I felt like I did, yeah, you didn't It was a little bit um showy for the camera, a little bit I don't know well. I wanted to get on that level to strip away layers. Did you really feel that there were layers being stripped away? I felt like a little, maybe somewhat. Okay, here's here's what I mean. Yeah.
0: Let me let me give you a, I'm going to I'm going to jump to my money shot really early on. The, what I will remember from this film is the moment early in the film, it's probably 5 minutes, 10 minutes into the movie where she is sitting on the couch and they are announcing the Grammy nominations and she doesn't get Nominated for a Grammy. Agreed, agreed. And what I really liked about it was, the person said, "Okay, well, you know, it's it's okay. You know, sorry you didn't get it." And she was like, "It's okay. I just I need to make a better album." I know. I know. And I thought that's actually pretty well balanced. Yeah. I mean, when you really think about that, to to not blame other people, and she just said, "Okay,
1: I need to, to get back up on the horse and start doing something." Now better. listen to Ira being cynical. Okay. She was aware she had a camera on her. But even if, okay, even if that's the case, so what? Yeah. The fact she's still saying that is... Sure. Yeah.
0: I I don't know that I believe that, but even if that's true, what a good image to put out there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. And I'm sure she's disappointed because she was really hoping for it, but... She didn't have to say that. She didn't have to say, it's my fault. She, she could have, you know, it, earlier this week, I, I was talking about, uh, I was talking to my wife about the press conference that Trump had where the reporter asked him about the decisions he made to nix the part of the government that, you know, that kind of right, looks into the right, coronavirus. Right. And he said, what? Well, I don't know anything about that. And he kind of pointed to it. Someone else on his administration is, Nick, do you know anything about that or whatever? He's like, I don't know. It's just sometimes the government does stuff. And it, it was really a missed opportunity for Trump to say,
1: yeah, and I, I, should, I, I shouldn't I should have done it. And looking He's back— He's not built that way. I know. He's not built that way. Right. He can't do that. I wish he would. If he had to have more, he'd have his— that Could would, you imagine to how— To speak from the heart and say, you know what? I should that would People would rally to that statement. Yes. If he just said— we made an error.
0: Yeah. You know what? We, sh- Looking back, hindsight being twenty twenty, we shouldn't have done that yeah. because, yeah, you're right. And it's yeah, not built that way. To His even ego say is too big. To, if he had said, tonight, I'm going to have to go to bed knowing that there might be lives lost because of a decision that I made. And I'm going to have to wrestle with that. Right. But you know what? We did it. And we did it because we were trying to save money for the government. And that's right. why we did it. Right. And I'm going to have to think about the decisions that we you make know? moving yeah. forward now. Yeah. But instead of saying, you know, but I'm I not sorry know. that we did it in that moment. I'm only sorry now, but knowing this information right. and if things hadn't turned out the way they had, I would have been proud of the decision I made. But of course, there's going to be it's some, not, chance, some chance that would have been a not great built that way. Right, right, right. Taylor could That's, have blamed other people for her right. non Grammy We nomination. should
1: say she was on the phone. I think she was talking to her publicist, you know, some, I think it was the publicist. Like that, yeah, yeah who, they get the information initially. Right. And then she was on the phone with her and broke the news that she wasn't even nominated. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, that was quite a moment. I agree. I agree. I just hope it was real and she wasn't saying that for the sake of the camera being on her.
0: I, I, to me, it doesn't matter why she said it. Yeah. She at least thought it. You know what? Even if she thought, even if she thought, well, here's what someone should say. You know, it shows that she's not so detached. Mm-hmm. But my my point is, I got to know her better. You were asking, did I get to know more of her? I, I now saw a side of her that I don't think she needed to even put in the documentary. It was really kind of a weak moment to, to show you didn't get nominated. Right. And how do you deal with this? Right. And I think there were some moments where people were, she showed some uglier sides of herself. The, the whole stuff about the eating disorder, she didn't need to get into that. But she chose to. And she's trying to say, this is who I really am. Um, you know, some of the things that people said to her were really I shitty. Know,
1: I know. Well, I let's, mean, let's talk about Kanye West.
0: You're right. I mean, that's a really shitty movie. Oh, and at
1: his concert, then they were all remember in unison, everyone, in the right. crowd were right. yelling, "Fuck Taylor Swift," "Fuck Taylor." Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy.
0: And the f- you wanted to fuck Taylor Swift though, right? <laughs> well, yeah. You know, I it's thought pretty may, hot. maybe
1: they're saying, Yeah, I want to fuck Taylor Swift. Fuck Taylor Swift. Fuck, Sw- Taylor. fuck, Taylor. fuck Taylor, Taylor Swift. Yeah, yeah. Fuck Taylor yeah. Swift. Rep those gorgeous legs around my back. <laughs> fuck Taylor Swift.
0: <laughs> <sighs> uh, but my point is, <laughs> maybe, maybe they're just encouraging him to have sex with her. No, but they didn't need to put that in the documentary. And you know, she's going to watch this thing. Yeah. And then she's going to see. Even if she wasn't aware of that clip's existence, which I'm sure sure she she was. was, But
1: to put it in there, it's it's now associated with her. It's out there, right. right? right. It's part
0: of her documentary. Right. And she's now connected to this moment. And in a way, Kanye is right. But he did kind of make her. He put her on the map, but not in a positive way. Yeah, I'll
1: say. yeah,
0: He brought himself down. It was incredibly disrespectful what he did yeah, and, and continued and she to do after that,
1: that shot of her just standing there. Remember that after she just like, she was like, didn't know what to do. Yeah. She, she just, she was and like, then
0: there was a couple other moments too. Like the reporter who asked her like, you know, who she's going home with and stuff. She's I like, know. Well, I love that beat. I love what that beat. I
1: those? love Robert. I love that beat. Yeah, it's all about the paparazzi asking questions and say, "Wow, you look what it? you look great. Today. You can have any man. You, who are you going to go home with tonight?" And she just gave this incredulous look to the interviewer and said, "I'm, I'm not going home with anyone tonight." I, I loved her for at that moment for saying that. And I think I, I
0: do think that she embodies the kind of. To me, that's what feminism should look like. Like people are saying some shitty things. And you hold your head up high with dignity, and you just kind of say, in that response, like, "What are you doing? Why are you saying that kind of thing?" Right. Uh, the problem that I had with the movie is that it started to turn into not man-hating, but there were some things that she was saying that were they. they it was a lot yeah. of like that same kind of concept of like, all women are superheroes. Right. right. No, they're not. If all women are superheroes, then either I- if everybody's a superhero, nobody's a superhero. And if all women – I said this before yeah. on our Oscar uh, podcast. If all all women are superheroes, then I guess that makes all men villains. And if women have just turned all men into villains, that makes them a villain. Right, right. So my, I, there's a little bit of that kind of – Raleigh cry.
1: She was up for the, the charge, the what she molestation said. There was charges. a line
0: she said, which is like after all of the, the molestation stuff, like the – not molestation, but the um, – Groping. Uh, yeah, the, the, it, the court guy, trial for yeah, the guy inappropriate her butt. She said, uh no men and and in, in my family, like no one will ever know what I went through. And it's like it, but she well, was directing it towards men. And I'm like, are you saying men can't understand? They can't be sympathetic right, to right. to your plight? Right, right. Certainly they can. I mean, if you're going to say "No one will ever know what I went through," OK, that's a fine statement. Like, you are an individual, no one will truly know exactly your circumstances, but people have had similar and arguably worse situations happen to them, so you won't know their situation.
1: Besides, she wasn't raped. this someone just groped her butt. He touched her butt. I think the hand he, went yeah, under, he, he, The he hand went her underneath her dress, right? and it actually yeah. touched her ass. Yeah. Hmm. hmm. Well she was asking for it. Yeah, of course. Well, look how she was dressed, provocatively, bitch. <laughs>
0: Maybe she backed her hand up into his hand. Yeah. (laughs) And we lost one of our Ethiopian (laughs) listeners.
1: Let me ask you a question. A big chunk of this, too, I think in the last third was about that she she was apolitical during the bulk of her career. And then she became political and became anti-Trump. And this brings up an interesting question about celebs in the limelight. Where well, they have a platform and they've got the built in audience to hear what they say mm-hmm. because you're an actress or a singer or you play the trumpet or whatever your thing is. Yeah, and all those sh-
0: trumpet players were listening to. You. <laughs> Miles saying, Davis anyone, is
1: anyone, dead, Ira. I'm with the media, a performer and actress, and that gives you Can a platform. You anyone name gives Louis the op- Armstrong's gives political it, beliefs. Okay, but it gives you an opportunity because of her notoriety yeah. to have people listen to her. And she, they had that clip of her on the David Letterman show where she said, I'm not a political... And remember, and he applauded her. He shook her hand. Right. He shook her hand. And then she did a 180 on that because it was time and she had to speak out. How do you feel about celebs who use their celebrity dumb as a platform to speak and be heard? Well, I want to say this. I want to say, first
0: of all, I think the reason why she's saying, now is the time. Like, I just can't handle it anymore. This is the same kind of event talking I, I was I was mentioning earlier. Like, the the event seeking they're trying to be part of a time you know that it's time to be political this is the most important election in our history you will hear that every single election I know they say it every time I know, I know and it is disappointing when when artists do that because we have I I think the advisors in that moment are right I don't think she should have done it she should have stayed classy and and that's interesting
1: I agree I, mean, I agree. I, There's a great scene. I'm interrupting. There's a yes. great scene in the documentary where the advisors are urging her not to. Yeah. Right? She had a powwow. Which, again, I think is that a was really a, that interesting was a great moment. Scene. That yeah. was a great scene, by the way. That was a great... They were listening to her. They were being polite. They made it clear they disagreed with her. And then at the end of that scene, one of her advisors even went up to her and gave her a hug. I think that was her dad. Oh, was that her dad? I think so. That was her dad. Oh, I not know that. Um. So th- when they speak... I mean, Robert... So many of these celebrities haven't gone to college yet we put them on a platform, on a pedestal, because of who they are and their accomplishments in the arts and they've got a built an audience and it's gonna affect it's gonna affect people. Well the
0: college argument is I, I don't care about that. You don't? No. But I, I don't think intelligence in that arena I don't think academia really equates to being a voice that we need to listen to. I don't. And I'm I'm a product of academia.
1: Yeah. By the way, that's what What's-His-Name said uh, uh, when he hosted the Golden Globes. Come on. What's-His-Name, the comedian? Ricky Gervais. He said, yeah, "Yeah, we don't care what you think about things. None of you finished high school anyway. Mm -hmm. How many of you really went to college? Your opinions don't matter. It was a funny beat, but that was shtick. That was comedic shtick. Go ahead.
0: But here's the problem. We didn't sign up for that. We didn't sign up for people aren't buying a Taylor Swift album to hear her political views. Right, right.
1: Now she also has the right to say what she wants, and she's built a base. She's, she's got the right, but I. But you wield a lot of power as a celebrity, and I think it's being somewhat misused, misappropriated well, when you're talking about politics, anti-Trump stuff, whatever the cause is. Here's the the, why, the problem. Why should we listen to you because you sing really well? Well, that's she, it. Then they start complaining about it, and
0: that's yeah. the real yeah. problem. Yeah. Where. We're watching this documentary we're seeing her even even before the political stuff where she's everyone's calling her a liar and you know everything else that's the bad side of fame when you get famous right when you get really famous, not everyone likes you and I mean look no further than someone like Trump I mean he is extremely famous and people know who he is, and not everybody likes him some people love him, some people hate him and I think that's the same for Taylor Swift she has people who will follow her to the ends of the earth, but that comes with people who will fight against you. Right. It's my team and your team. And she is one of the few people that probably was not very divisive. You know, she, up until her political stance, right. she was very unifying. Right. And many people were following what she was doing and, and okay with her because she wasn't she she was saying or doing anything that was really uh, getting everybody's goat. Right, right. But as soon as you go, start going down that political path, well, now you're really going to start to alienate people. And you were already alienating even when it you know, when it was more safe and bland, I guess.
1: Why weren't you and I blown away by this documentary? We, weren't, we just thought it was good. We just thought it was good. Yeah, it was good. You know, it has a 93 on Rotten Tomatoes. A 93. I was surprised to see it that high. Um, well, that could be her followers. Yeah. Well, yeah. I
0: think what, what, also with Rotten Tomatoes, you've got to remember that it's it's saying that every reviewer who's seeing it is giving it a positive right, review. Right, 93% right, of the reviewers. Right. Yeah. So, so I think that's the reason why, which yeah. is...
1: They're not giving it a 9 out of 10, is what you're right. saying. I know,
0: yeah. Right. Well, we got to remember how Rotten Tomatoes works. Right. It, it's not what you think. It's not saying this is 93% of a good movie. It's, it's saying 93% of the people... It's really
1: misleading, was, by the way. Right. A lot of people misinterpret that number, what yes. it means. I know, I know. Um, Most people think
0: it is good. So it's either good or bad. Yeah. So most people think it's good. And I think I would put myself in that category. I this guess was so. It's good. It was more good than it was bad. Agreed. I mean, I don't know that there was anything that was really earth-shattering about it.
1: Mm-mm. I liked also a core theme throughout was that she's always got to do better. Got to do better. The next album has to be even better. The next album. And that, that, that weighs so heavily on you. Uh, the need to be better be better each yeah. time i i was reacting to that too as a um a cross to bear right yeah
0: i think also um one of the things that didn't like was there was a little bit of um it it felt fake at points not fake but there's like a there's a hollywood way of when you're creating and you're going this is so good like everything is so intense and you know there was some sessions that she had with guests who would come in and sing on a track with her and she's like this is gonna be amazing and there's just a lot of that that, that goes on you know for for everything like every song is amazing everything is fantastic and i'm just so excited because this is all so yeah, yeah. great and perfect and sweet and it's like I, I tone it down a little bit you know like i, I don't I don't like that aspect.
1: I got to tell you that you are taking away my money shot, though, because it was at the end, the creative process with the song Only the Young. Mm -hmm. And I really liked that. And the uh, the producer was collaborating and playing the piano, and she was on her smartphone. She was playing with lyrics on Mm -hmm. her smartphone. Isn't that interesting? And and there was that aha moment where it just sounded. It it gelled. There was a beat that gelled. So I like that moment. But...
0: I, I like that moment. Yes,
1: too. you're not really referring... You remember that beat, don't you? And I like that aha
0: I, moment. One of the best parts of this documentary is seeing the songwriting process and yes. how she comes up yes. with a lot of this stuff. So
1: you're not referencing that. You're talking about no, I guess like other singing What I'm climate.
0: saying is like when, when she had the guy that, that was singing the duet with her, yeah. Yeah. where it was just like, you're the proest of pros. Yeah. pros. Yeah. And yeah. it was like, yeah. okay. And then yeah. the release party where everyone was like, it's on iTunes, yay! Yeah. And it was kind of a little like... You're Taylor Swift. You, you know it's going to be on iTunes, right? I mean, there's too much of a machine. I mean, yeah. even when she made some announcements to her her team, there was a whole room full of people that were
1: there listening to her. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Barbara Walters even said yeah. she is the music right. industry. Right, right. So, so they gets excited that she's on iTunes. Yeah, they're trying to recreate that beat and that thing you do with Tom Hanks. It's on the radio. Right. They're trying to recreate that beat, but it was illogical because of who she is. Yeah, yeah. And and I get
0: it. I yeah. mean, I think. She had that moment early on when she shows the country billboard charts and she made like number 60. She's like, I'm there. I'm, I'm on the charts. Okay. That, that seems pretty genuine, right? But even that was small. It was kind of like, she was just, she had a copy and she was kind of showing to the camera like, this is pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah. Now she gets released in iTunes, which is really not that hard <laughs> to do. And she's like opening a bottle of champagne yeah. and it's a yeah. little, yeah. Yeah. it feels forced yeah. by that point. Yeah. That's
1: all i Yeah. I'm Hmm. So Money yeah, Shots I money think we have already talked about mine shot I started shot is... mine too Yeah the collaboration The creative collaborating process During that one I guess it was a hit song Only the young yeah. I'm not familiar with it But that was near the end of the film And that, that aha moment Where a lyric just came together perfectly And I, I, I like that beat I gotta I like say that.
0: And I, I'm not sure if this is gonna be my money shot But one moment that I liked in the film <laughs> I'm a sucker for it, man. I don't know, but I love the proposal when there was a, a fan that was really obsessed and <laughs> right in front of her he got
1: down on one knee and proposed to his I liked her guy. reaction. Yeah. Taylor, Taylor was cool. Yeah. Taylor was cool. And she was just gonna like She was going, Oh wow. wow. Cool. Really? This is so cool. Did you know it was gonna happen? It was it was a yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a sucker for a good proposal, what yeah. can I say? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um Anyways, I don't know what to do. Well, we've always said documentaries documentaries are are by the very nature, right? But
0: there's nothing that really, okay, structure-wise, it's kind of a paint-by-numbers here, right? I mean, it starts with her young.
1: right. I did it like that. It kind of jo- jumped around In from years.
0: her. I mean, it showed. It wasn't. It was linear. I guess is what I'm trying to yeah. say. It did show different ages, and I like that. Like, here's who she was at 24. Here's who she was at, you know, 27 or whatever. It kind of showed us every step of the way. 14, 16, whatever. I like that. But I feel like that's still kind of like what most documentaries
1: would do. Right. Here's my question. Yeah. Does she win at the end?
0: Yes. Yeah, I think so. She
1: does win at the end, which will lessen the anti-wave score. Even though she She's doesn't political. win her big
0: political fight, she has. But she
1: still's outspoken. Right. So she won in that sense. She's she. She was able to break the mold and right. do what the Dixie Chicks couldn't. Right, right, right. Um, so that made it a little bit less anti-wave. Yeah. That's all I got. What? What? What's your number?
0: I almost feel like this is a five. Yeah. I mean, right down the middle again. We've had a couple of those lately. I know we have.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So she's pretty hot. (laughs) Especially when she was younger. Yeah. Yeah.
0: There you go. I'd do her. (laughs) I'm sure you would, Perf. You know, I I think it's funny that uh, we've been reviewing a film that's all about, like, you know, feminism and. Everything else in our top five this week is top five legs. We're
1: so fucking inappropriate. I love it. (laughs) All right.
0: What gotta you got? tell you unfortunately
1: we must the following people they done turned to dust following people in the entertainment industry passed away this past week james otis 75 year old american actor he did quite a bit of tv star trek and and so on but he's also in the prestige mm. and um and he was in the black, D- uh, black dahlia uh, nicholas tucci t-u-c-c-i 38 year old american actor he was in a film called you next you're da- next yeah you're next next oh. david paul This is interesting, Robert. I don't know if you know about these two twin brothers. 62 is an American actor, and the television personality, Bodybuilders, they're in The Barbarians, Double Trouble, and Twin Sitters. They're they're twin bodybuilders, Mm -hmm. and they did these movies together. Anyway, one of them is dead. Johnny Yoon. How did he die? I don't know. Yeah, he was 62. Wait, that's young. Probably from steroids. No, probably. Yeah. Johnny Yoon, uh, 83-year-old South Korean-American actor. And this guy did, you know what? He, he did a Gary Marshall film that's one of my favorites called Nothing in Common with oh. Tom Hanks. No, no. People are not familiar with that one. He's in that.
0: I have Nothing in Common with that movie. Nothing
1: in Common with that movie. He was in Cannonball Run. and. Um, and Cannonball had, Run? Yeah. Can, oh, like I don't know anything Robert about can, that movie you know, either. That's your nothing name, in say, Common that's with your it. Name's, nothing in Common with Cannonball Run. No. Ah! I want to mention Gary Kibbe, K I B B E, 79-year-old American cinematographer Robert, this one you're going to react to a bit I think. He was the DP for a lot of Carpenter movies. Mm. He shot They Live, remember I love that yeah, film. I like that I movie. Like that movie. Uh, Escape from LA. Uh-huh. Um, he also shot Prince of Darkness and RoboCop 3. Mm. But um, but anyway, so he's dead too. That's the one where the hooker stabs the guy in the eye with her high heel. Hi- Is that what happens? Oh, that yeah, yeah. I think I need to see that one. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen three. Like I saw one and two, five but I never saw three. Hey, coroner's Corner, Yep. Silver Spotlight Award. You know this um, this coronavirus? As we know, it's affecting some of our celebrities, including Tom Hanks. He's going to be okay. You know about oh, this yeah. in Australia. He yeah, got, got but, out of yeah. the hospital. Yeah, so he, but he's alive. Coronavirus, a victim, Olivia de Havilland. They said the elderly, 103 years old. She died. She was in Gone with the Wind. She was in 49 films. She was the last surviving movie star of classical Hollywood cinema. And she died of coronavirus? Coronavirus. There's only been like like 60 people who have died of coronavirus. I know, I know, yeah. And she died. 103 years old, yeah. Wow. She was close with Errol Flynn. She had sex with Howard Hughes and Jimmy Stewart.
0: You know that for a fact?
1: Years. Oh, yes, I do. You saw the film? Oh yeah. Wow. She's dead. Coronavirus, victim 103, Olivia Davilland.
0: It's weird that she's older than the number of victims.
1: <laughs> In the United States. In the United States. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. You want to do some top five? And hit it, Vern. No.
1: It's time to give a listen, you little creeps, to our top
0: five. Top five this week is top five.
1: Legs. Cinema cinema legs. cinema legs. I like this. Okay. Oh, do I, I like this? You would. Hey, let me ask a few questions. Mm-hmm. You know, I like to do this before we get started. Mm-hmm. Do you think we'll overlap? Yep. Do you? Yeah. Question number two mm-hmm. Are all of yours female? Mm-hmm. I love it. Question number three Are all of yours human? Mm-hmm. They are. Mine are too, but mm-hmm. I was really going to go with Bambi's mother.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I. I also want to tell you something. I, I know which two we're going to overlap Yeah, on. There's going to be one or two that will overlap Yeah, on. I also want to tell you, I played the game with myself. The game you've been asking me to play, like, you say the movie and I'll tell you what year. Yeah, it I on.
1: love this game. And I want you to know, Yeah, I was I was pretty close for all of Almost my 100%. films Almost 100%. Yeah. So, so I love this game. We're adding a game within a game. Yeah. We're going to tell us the year. I'll of tell my you, movies, I'll
0: tell you what year I guessed, and then I'll tell you what. year I love I that.
1: Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Good, this is going to be fun. Um, you go first. All right, I'm going to go I'm first. I'm especially proud of my number one. I am. Oh well, my go number. Ahead. What one, you got? Okay. What's number five? My number five, uh, Cinema Legs. I don't know if you're familiar with this movie. Uh, in 2014, Elizabeth Banks in Walk of Shame. Does that movie mean? Oh yeah. Ed- Robert, we've never talked about this no, movie. We, we have not talked about this movie. The premise, by the way, it's got a, uh, Rotten Tomatoes, it's got a 12. <laughs> it's got a 12%. Elizabeth Banks, Um, uh, she's, what happened? She's up for a job, uh-huh. and she's out partying, and suddenly I her car. I don't think car- I saw it, but maybe I saw pieces of it or something. I can't remember. Her car is gone. Her wallet is yeah. gone. She's got no movies. It's all downtown LA, and she's got to make it to the interview on time, cross- L.A., downtown, and make it on time. And Elizabeth Banks, especially a few years ago, is quite hot. And she, she went on to direct, well, we know who she is as an mm-hmm. actress. And as a director, she was involved with the Pitch Perfect movies and so on. Right. And she wore mini skirts throughout this film with high, high heels. And she's got great killer legs. And I'm putting that down for number five, Walk of Shame. Wow. All right. I love that you know of it and yeah, you've seen I, it. I I, th- I think I've seen pieces of it's it. It's a trippy. It's a bad movie. Yeah. It's a bad movie. Yeah. Well, now I want to see it. Yeah. yeah.
0: My number five is from 1962, and I knew it was from 1962. You got that right. Okay. Yeah. Do you know which movie it is? No, I
1: don't. Uh, give us a hint, please. Oh, I Ira Ira,
0: Ira, Ira, Ira. I'm so ashamed that. Oh, you know, I do know. What?
1: Doctor No, where Slaanish walks no. out of the. That's
0: world. a good guess. That Thank was. On, that's on my my. Scoops. And I
1: think that was 62 or 61, maybe? I would say so, yes. Yeah, okay, 61, go ahead. 62. Go ahead. All right.
0: A, a young girl sucking a lollipop in a long pan My God, what the legs. fuck is wrong with me? Ira, why is Lolita not on Why is Lolita list? the
1: original Lolita? Yeah. Shame on me. Mm-hmm. That's really good.
0: That's the, real good. The perv inside you is dying right oh, now. Oh, yeah. I should have known better. And those were some gams, yeah. let me tell you.
1: Yeah, epic fail. Yeah. Epic fail. Nice. Real nice. What's your number four? All right, my number four. 1966, one million years BC. Mm-hmm. You know about this movie? Yep. yep, yep. Is it on your list? With the, uh, no, but, but Raquel Welch. Raquel Welch. And that poster was iconic. Iconic. That poster was iconic, where she's in the the uh, loincloth with those made great legs.
0: Cameo in uh, in Shawshank Redemption. You know about that? Of uh, course you know about well, that. Let's say you are there, yes, Fuzzy Bridges. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Robert, I love that you know this. Uh, Raquel Welsh, and I want to say Ray Harryhauser, you know, who did the stuff. He was in there, but it's not great. The special effects are, you're not there for that. You're right. there to see Raquel Welsh. And I want to say one more thing. It was directed by John, Don Chaffee. Don Chaffee directed almost every Prisoner episode, the TV show oh. I'm obsessed with. And uh, he and Patrick McGowan were quite close. At any rate, he directed One Million Years B.C. That's my number four. My number four. I was one year
0: off. I guess 2003, but Blue Crush came out in 2002.
1: You turned me on to that film. Yeah, I did. Shame on me. Yeah, shame on me. I took that movie home a year ago. Go ahead, talk about it. Legs and Blue Crush. That's it. Yeah, that's Uh, it. Yeah. Oh man, what a movie. Yeah, legs. You gave me the Blu-ray. I have Blu-ray. You make it sound like an STD. Blu-ray. Yeah, that's a hot film. It
0: is, and it's also—I mean—it appeals to every thirteen-year-old boy. No wonder I liked it. Yeah, but it also appeals to every thirteen-year-old girl. Yeah, yeah. It's a good. I, chick I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. It's a good movie. It holds
1: up. I stand by it. Good. What do you got? You're sticking with your convictions. Uh, what are we on? I'm on number uh, number three. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Well, it's 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 not a female. Uh Uh-oh. It's a male. Uh oh. And I am straight. Uh Uh-oh. 1975. Come on, you know it. 1975.
0: Oh. Yeah. Say it. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Rocky Horror Picture Show. That's a good one, Ira. So
1: thank you. Thank you. Frank and
0: that's a pretty good guess. You said 1975, I knew. You're the
1: king of this game. You are. I mean, that's amazing that you got 1975. Tim Curry, he's a uh, bisexual transvestite. Scientist and I love that film. Mm-hmm. I love the music. I really like the music. It's it, let's do the time warp again. Oh, sorry. Was that in the movie? No. Yeah. Oh. No. It's a jump to the left, boom, 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 and a to the right. You know what? You need to what?
0: learn what? What? You need to learn a little anticip...
1: Oh, oh uh, t- 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 No, Ira, you ruined it. Did I? How's it go? Ruined it. But, and, t- and t- How does that song go? Anticip... That's. It. P- what? What comes after anticipation? P- 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 no, you're ruining it. it. Then, are you fucking with me right I'm not now? With me. Rocky Horror Picture Show. That's yeah. good idea. I love all the music, except for the song about anticipation. I have to go back and re-listen <laughs> to it. Okay, what do you have? Uh, my number three is
0: from. The year 2000. I thought it was 2000. No, I thought it was 1998.
1: I love that you So I was off. It was two years off. That's a lot for you. I know. Usually you're on it or one year off. Yeah. This is two. Go ahead. Charlie's Angels.
0: When Cameron Diaz does her little bedroom dance, I mean, to be fair, it is a lot of butt that's doing it, but she's got some legs in that. She really does. Yeah. And I got to tell you, it was a hard choice between Charlie's Angels or The Mask with Jim Carrey. That was like, I mean, she was at the height yeah. of her powers yeah. back then. Did I say Charlize Theron? Is that what I just said? No. No, what did I
1: say? No, you said, uh, you said what's your name? Car- Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Whew, yeah. Man.
1: Yeah. Agreed. 90s Cameron Diaz. Yes.
0: That's that's a hot one right there. It
1: really, really is. And you're doing a wonderful segue into my number two. What you got? You know this what I'm about to say, don't you? I think so. You do. I'm gonna say two thousand eleven. Nope, I don't know that. Oh. Bad teacher. Oh. Bad teacher, Cameron Diaz again. Oh. She is so incredibly hot and of all the scenes, it's the infamous car wash scene mm-hmm. where she washes a car in the Daisy Dukes and the high heels and with all the suds. <laughs> I now, can't believe we're doing this for a top five. <laughs> <laughs> and we've seen the car wash scene done before. We saw it done in Cool Hand Luke. Thank goodness we've know? seen it done before. I know. What I meant was in other movies like Cool Hand Luke there was a famous car wash scene. Right. But watching her just get all sudsy and wet and using her body to dry off the hood of the car mm, mm, mm. that's my number two <laughs> i bet
0: it is <sighs>
1: are, robert are we going to hell no okay no <laughs> <laughs> my number two i think is going to be your number one i i think you're right so i know you're going to say i know you're going to say you're going to say seven. no not 1967 oh the year is 1966. Yes. Uh, I know the year is 1966. That's my number one. But what you're about to say is one of my scoops. And also, let me just ask. Ira. Was it, okay, was it also the logo of the movie? Yes. Say it. The graduate. The graduate.
0: Ira. That, how how could I not? not how list? could I not?
1: Ira. I, I, it's all my. It's, it's all,
0: iconic. It is. It
1: is. It is. And it's also,
0: I mean, it's a good leg scene.
1: Oh. Yeah. Yeah, and it became the logo where you see her her bent leg with Benjamin, with Benjamin like looking a little bit hunched over with his hands. You know, Mrs. Yeah. Robinson. That's when really it, nice. When I said leg
0: movies, that's, that's the, the first, first one, one that came, that came to, mind. to mind. Yeah,
1: yeah. I have it as a scoop. I do okay. have it as a scoop. Okay. All right. All right.
0: Man, that's just a total readjustment yeah. of my part. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe you put... <laughs> you... You put Rocky, put Rocky Horror. Horror above <laughs> The Graduate for Hot Legs. All right, but, you know, it's his zone. I'm not, I'm not here to judge. Yes, you are. Yeah, I am. All right, what you got? What's your number one?
1: Well, I thought you were going to say this is the one we're going to overlap on. I thought you would know for sure. It's a movie that I love in 2006. 2006, and I used to do more than once a line of dialogue from it, and you would look at me and give a nod and a smile, and the line is, why am I tied to a radiator?
0: <laughs> oh black snake. Black Snake, snake
1: Moan. moan. Mm-mm. We're talking Christine uh Ricci. Ritchie. 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 Yeah. She's she's an interesting person, looking at her uh, bio and yeah. all that stuff. She's she does interesting stuff. Um in Black Snake Moan at the very beginning where we see her drunk and passed out on the road uh, to the very end where she is tied to a radiator and wearing those daisy dukes and she really, she lost a lot of weight. She got very firm and toned for this film. It's a provocative film. Yeah, It's a hell of a movie. That's my number one. Mm -hmm. Did I ever tell you that I saw her naked?
0: In a movie? No. What? Real life. What? I directed a, a commercial with her in it. It was a nonprofit commercial, and <laughs> it was actually uh, for Rain. You know the not like the women's rights rape uh, organization. Yeah, and she's an advocate of that. Yeah, I was reading up on her last night. Right. So she is she's an advocate. So uh, I was yeah. I was shooting a little spot with her. Total pro, by the way. I mean, we handed her like a mountain of dialogue, and we had it on cue cards for her. And because it was kind of like a last-minute thing, and she was doing a photo shoot at this hotel in Los Angeles, and she was like, just come to the hotel, and we'll just knock it out. And it was something very low, low production value. They just wanted her saying these things. And so she goes, sure. So they handed her this mountain of dialogue, and she goes, it's not going to work on the cue cards. It's going to look bad. You'll see my eyes moving. Just give me 10 minutes, and I'll just rehearse this, and you wow. guys get set up. Wow. And just totally memorized it. I mean, uh, real pro. She wow. got it. And when... We finished setting up the lighting. I went to go get some uh, some lights, like some other equipment that were out, outside the room. And I went out and there was like another room where she was rehearsing and she had left the door open and she was changing shirts and completely naked. And it was her and her publicist that were in there. And they saw me look at her and then, you know, close the door
1: real quick. I was going to say, do you think they left the door open on purpose knowing she could be watched? No.
0: I I think it was an accident. They were kind of like. Oh, well, shit. in my
1: universe, in my scenario, yes, she did that intentionally, knowing that, you, hoping that you would gaze upon her. Sorry, go ahead. I don't think I, that was that, the case, okay.
0: but I did feel kind of ashamed, and I'm like, what do I do now? It was very.
1: So, did you go up and apologize after? Did you acknowledge no, we just, it? No,
0: we just. But she, we made eye contact, so it was kind of like she n- knew I saw her, and I wasn't being perverted. No, to sneak no. in. I mean. <laughs> Could you imagine
1: if you, I'm trying to shoot a rain promo? Oh, that's so the irony. That's really funny. Yeah. Uh, you're leaving out the important part. What? How are her tits? Oh, they're great. Yeah. yeah. Anyway.
0: Wow. Wow. I don't think I've ever told you that story. No,
1: that's a that's a new one. I yeah. like that story. Black Snake Moon. Mm mm mm. What a movie. That's my number 1. My number yes. 1. Yes. I'm so proud of my number 1. All right. Have I seen it? Yes. 1990. Hint, beyond the the years. Say something else. It's not a female. A male? Yes. Okay. Is it a transvestite or transsexual? No. There's no cross-dressing or anything like that. I'm intrigued because you'd think that it would be, yeah. you know, like Rocky, that it would be a man in garters and fishnets, or like tootsie or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. But this is a okay question. Mm. A straight male. Yep. And we see his legs. Yep. And they're killer legs. Almost. Almost killer legs. Now there's a clue you just gave. That's there's something about almost killer. 1990 misery. <laughs> In the infamous oh, leg scene. Come on. Wait, wait. What are you? <laughs> cinematic legs. Yeah, you're right. They don't have to be attractive or sexy or toned or well, tapered. They sure, we're it's cinematic. Just, uh, yeah, but it's an important part of the film. Absolutely. Boom. Oh, Robert, your <laughs> mind. I fucking love your mind. That's <laughs> that's very funny. That's A, a few kudos. others that yes. didn't make the cut. Yeah.
0: Uh, basic Instinct. Another one you've yeah. been really happy with, although I'd have to say this is lack of legs was Forrest Gump, because as we know, Lieutenant <laughs> Gary, Dan lost Gary his Sinise. Legs, Gary know? Sinise.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: Doctor No. Yes, that's right. on my list. Right. Into the Blue, which was a oh. Paul Walker film with uh, Oh, what's her name? Oh man, they there was a lot of really good legs in that movie. There's a. Everybody was hot in that movie. Another movie where everyone was really hot was Spring Breakers. Like all the girls right. were really smoking right. in that movie. Um, bedazzled. This was kind of a bad Brendan Fraser, Elizabeth Hurley movie. Mm. Elizabeth Hurley in her yes. prime. Yes.
1: Whew. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Are we being inappropriate tonight? No. Okay. Good. Is that it for your scoops? That's it. May I, may I? Yeah, go for it. Uh, do you remember the movie called Specimen about the alien? Oh yeah. I have Natasha to Natasha Hinstretch. I thought, Robert, I thought of this at four in the morning. I don't stop at four in the morning, and I should have. I would if yeah, I, I had this redo. I would have. Yeah, I know, I know. But I was thinking that I should have put that, in my, top put that in my top five. Yeah, I should have put that my top five. I should have just the way she was walking, yeah, she you was know, great. and she was a killer, and she was an alien specimen. Others are Jessica Rabbit, who framed. I thought that'd That's be funny to include. One. That'd yeah. be fun. Her legs were a little bit thick. Thick. They were a little, yeah, thick. Curvy. Yes. Thick, curvy. Not the tapered thin the way we like the way you I make. like Dr. No when Ursula Andrews comes uh, out of the pool Ursula the movie 10 with, um, with Bo, um, Bo Derek was in that the Kill Bill movie where we see her in the hospital mm. and there's you see her legs it's more she was feet yes it is more feet because of the director's obsession with feet but you know but what she's I'm going to so say legs.
0: I'm going to I'm going to back you up in a different way I'm going to say Kill Bill just even in the jumpsuit
1: her legs look know, really I know, good I know I that know, long I know I know yeah. she looked good in that yeah yeah Mm-mm-mm. Seven-year itch, uh, itch, seven-year itch, and of course that's Marilyn Monroe. You know with the yep. wind, co- and that's the cliche. Iconic. We know that's the iconic. I thought about that, but actually her legs were not super thin either. A little bit thick, Marilyn. they have to be thin Mm-mm. legs? I like it when they're a little bit slender. All right. The hitcher. Because I thought oh, about yes. the hitcher, and especially the famous scene with the. Uh, Well, the two trucks pulling (laughs) apart. Yeah, I'm sorry. I forgot. People aren't watching me. They're just listening to me. I'm going, oh, I'm grunting. But each leg is tied to a truck. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But she was not the star of the movie. She was like a coast. Right. Mm. So anyway, it hits her. But anyway, Mm. the basic instinct, of course. um, I want to mention Bye Bye Birdie with Anne Margaret. Mm. She was pretty hot, and she had that opening. Bye, bye. And she's going to camera, and she's very cat seductive-like. Bye Bye Birdie the one? Was that about Hell, what was the one about hell and heaven? Mm-mm. No, uh, again, no, Lost this was a beads. Dick Van Dyke and um, and Conrad Birdie and a music star. We love you, Birdie. No, oh, okay, okay this Go is ahead. a different one. Okay. The Graduate, flash Dance is my last one, oh, and you saw dance. that recently. Yeah. And you know they were good. Her legs, but I think the poster for me, the poster where she's wearing a sweatshirt top and it's our one shoulder is exposed. That's and her legs are kind of spread yeah, apart, and she's yeah. staring at the camera. And so you know that what, I poster.
0: Noticed, what I noticed when I watched the film,
1: because yeah. we saw it in 35
0: millimeter, that shot is slightly out of focus. It's really because it's it, the, the focus puller didn't do their job. Yeah. Like it, not right. And and a lot of those 80s movies, you'll see that kind of stuff happening because they were just taking their best guess. And that shot is kind of a, a pull out shot. Yeah. It's, it's either pulls out or pushes in. I can't remember, but there's some movement on it. And I think the focus puller got that shot slightly off. Mm. And um, I think it was just so low budget they couldn't go back and shoot. Plus, they just had it, but it was slightly out of focus. And I think they did whatever they could to find like a frame or two that would work where it was slightly in focus that they could use for the for the poster. But that shot is slightly out of focus. And
1: that's why I love that one of our cin- favorite cinematographers who did 1917, mm-hmm. help me with his name. Uh, um, Deacons. Roger Deakins. Thanked when he got the Oscar, his focus, his puller. focus puller. Yeah. Nice. That was fun. That was fun. That was fun. I like that. Hey, man, we did it. We did it? We did. What do you want to do now? Uh, Yeah. Let's eat some dinner. Dinner, food. How are you feeling? You feeling okay? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, let's thank producer Joey
0: for doing a great job (laughs) setting us up. And uh, as for us, you know, if people have some ideas for us, if they have leg movies, they can reach out to us. They can send us an email. Where? Our email addresses, which is Robert at Antiwavepodcast.com
1: Oh, and just or and slash or Ira at Antiwavepodcast We want to send it. Yeah, well, Ira, I, 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 could. You know, go figure out. Uh, <laughs> you know they can also reach out to us through Twitter or
0: Instagram. Our handle there is at Antiwavepod. We're all over the place, aren't we? Just Robert? like a
1: pair of legs. Just like a mm, 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 Yeah, that are spread apart. Just like Taylor Swift's career. Yeah,
0: <laughs> all over the
1: place. <laughs> Hey, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher. We're on Google Play. Uh, we're on. Where are we? On Podbean. Just go to our website.
0: Throw us a few bucks over our Patreon. Help keep the sprocket holes moving, Ira. Yeah. Next week. What are we doing? Next week we're going to watch a movie on Netflix streaming yes. called Go Kart.
1: Go karts. That's right. Go karts. Yeah. I think it's just Go Kart. Oh, Go. There's only one. I, I believe so. I wonder. It's not a documentary, mm-hmm. but it's a movie about. No.
0: Go- no. I'm sorry. It there is. There isn't s.
1: Go karts. You're so right. it's about go kart racing, yeah. or is it a metaphor? Oh. The go kart might be a metaphor. Mm-hmm. We're gonna find out. <laughs> so go watch go kart.
0: And until no, then, what? Right? S go kart go kart go watch go karts. And until then, keep watching other movies.
1: Other movies. Well, yeah, and go karts. Sort them out. those gorgeous legs around my back. Fuck Taylor Swift.